0: How's everyone doing? As you can see, it's a bit relaxed today. So I'm getting old, so I can't stand too long. It's, uh, it's good to have the Garcias back from Bali. It's uh more more so Larissa than Damien. Like her lovely voice this morning in the worship was beautiful. But and it's good to have you back too, Damon. Seriously. Um just before I share this morning, and this morning it's a funny thing. I'll tell you a bit more a bit later, but i um, just got some news to share. And it's, it's sad news, but it's also good news. Um, some of you might know her. Um, she didn't come to our church for too long. She only started coming around April last year, around Easter time. Uh, Vow Organ. She used to sit back there just behind Jace. And Brody, uh, you'd remember her, Jace Val. Uh, one of our older members uh, f- fell ill over the Christmas break and she passed away this morning at 6.30. Um, got a call from her son. Uh, Val was a beautiful lady. Uh, she, you wouldn't believe her, but she was actually 90. She turned 93 last year, end of last year. She looked about 80. She was very healthy, very... Uh, Lovely lady. She just moved into the area last year and decided to change churches with a church she attended all her life and she started coming here. And um yeah, she uh just I caught up with her on Friday. She was in uh palliative care and uh caught up with her on Friday. She her son called me in and said, Mum wants to talk and pray. So we just got had a time of prayer and chatting together and it was just a beautiful time. Really special time. But she she just said to me, I've lived a good life. I've lived a life with God my whole life. And, uh, and I'm tired and I'm ready to go home. And so we just prayed together and just prayed that um, she would not linger on too long, but she would pass away quickly because that's what she wanted. And this morning at 6.30 she passed away, which is just a... It's a sad thing for the family and all of us uh, because we don't get to see her here anymore. But today she's worshipping God with her husband and her daughter who passed away from breast cancer a little while ago. And she was just so excited to be able to think that she had the hope to see them again. And uh, it's just, you know, sometimes sitting with someone in their last days can be really trying and sometimes it's a time of peace when you know what's going to happen. And so I just want us to pray for her family today. We don't have to pray for her. She's in a better place. And uh, I'll just say this, Jace: She did have a, wanted to say to you, just let Jason know he's a good man. And uh, she talked to you a couple of times and she just wanted you to know, I just really enjoyed talking to him and is a good fella. So just wanted to encourage you with that. So she noticed you and she loved chatting with you. So, but why don't we pray for her, well, not for her, for her family. Amen. Thank you, God. Lord, we thank you for Vow. We thank you for her life that was lived for you from a very young age, her whole life. And she had no regrets. Uh, nothing left in the tank and she was ready to come home. And I thank you that it was quick and simple and uh, and uh, that she's sitting with you now in peace and in, in a better place. But we also pray for her family right now, Lord God. She has her three sons and their grandchildren, all the grandchildren and, and the extended family. And we just pray for them, Lord. It's not always easy to say goodbye. We just pray that your peace would be with them. We also pray that they would know the peace that thou knew and Vow found, that they would have come to understand how important faith is, Lord God, at this time. We ask you this in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Awesome. Now, as you can see, I'm sitting on a stool this morning. Nice shoes, Steve. They're beauties. Wow. Yeah. We had an awesome time yesterday at the men's breakfast men's breakfast, men's lunch. It was fantastic. Any men here had a good time? Yeah? Are you still full? It's a lot of food. Now let just, you know, I'm biased. Was it the best pizza you've ever had? Yeah. Yeah. Number number two. Whoa, I'll talk to you later, Melvin. Talk to you later. Uh, yeah, I told you, you have to talk to Julie, so. Um, but we had a great time. It was great to have the guys at our place and uh, just enjoy each other's company. And uh, uh, and the pizza was even good, but the company was even better. But um, I don't know why I talked about that, but sorry. Uh, I wanted this morning to be like a family chat. You know, just us getting together and having a chat. I didn't want to preach at you. I actually felt on, I had actually begun preparing a sermon for this week, uh, last Sunday night. Um, But on Tuesday morning, I went to prayer space. You remember prayer space, uh, just the space to pray as a church every Tuesday morning at 6 to 8, and then Thursday afternoon, 4 to 6. And I was just praying, and I was actually, it was I was doing the early shift, so it was like 6 to 6.30. I was just praying, and I was just here on my own. Um, and and, uh, and like I said, I just wanted this to be a bit like family time. And so I was having a bit of a, a I guess, a, I'm not, I won't say complaining, but just a, a time of going, God, what's going on? Sort of time. Anyone have those times? Like I, um, and I'll say this: there's nothing wrong. But from the from my past and from my past church life, we came from a uh, an environment where we we lived a very performance based faith. Anyone understand a performance based faith? If you did good, you got good, sort of thing, and um, and it, sometimes it's hard to get rid of that stuff. It sort of lingers. Anyone find that it sort of hangs on? And so um, I was I was there, you know, sitting there thinking, you know, why isn't our church bigger than it than it is? Why isn't it this and why isn't it that? And saying God, why, 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 why? Sort of having that sort of moment, just. We're all human, aren't we? So, And um, it, was, it was sort of my human side sort of getting caught up in the seduction of more. Is that anyone, anyone have that experience? Maybe you do it with your... I, I'm doing it with the church because this, this is my life <laughs> and what we do. But some of you might do it with your bank account. God, why isn't there more money in my bank account? Why isn't there more? Or why don't I have a better job? I don't, and, and we're always thinking the seduction of more is a real thing in the world where we just... And, and um, as I was wrestling with that, really interestingly, something came up on the screen because we have the screen going just to help people and remind people of, of what we're there for. And this, I looked up at the screen and this slide was up there. And as that graphic came up, talking about that, about praying for the peninsula, I had one of those moments with God. You know, those Sila moments, those aha moments. Ah, God, this is what you're saying. And it sort of struck me because God said to me really clearly that the answers to what I'm looking for are actually found in the community that God has placed us in. And I just sat with God for a while, just thinking about that. Just taking some time to think about that rather than get distracted by all the need for more, like we need a better kitchen, we need better toilets, we need more stuff. Why isn't that happening? God reminded me you're here and the answer you're looking for is in the community I've called you to reach. And in that moment I felt like that I thought I'm going to throw out my sermon for this week and I just want to talk to us as a church about that. Not in a condemning sort of trying to guilt you into stuff but just talk to you as a family that and to remind us of what we're called to. Because I don't know you most of you come to church every week, right? Or if I give you the statistics, it's probably one in three or four. But we won't talk about that. But uh, but you might walk past this sticker out in the foyer. Anyone see that? Anyone notice that anymore? Anyone actually take time to realize it's there? I don't. I'm telling you, I, I miss it most of the time. But I was reminded of that that thing that we've got up in the foyer where it says, We are a church where loving God, loving each other, and loving our community counts for everything. Counts for everything. Now, I'm not saying we're not doing good things as a church because Pop-Up Kitchen, we've been back this year, and it's just been crazy good, crazy good. Like people coming from everywhere, new people, and just the, the church family loving on our community. It's been incredible. So it's... It's fantastic. I, like the youth group, You Benito got up here and shared about youth. 27 young people going to Easter camp, a Christian Easter camp. Now, the reason we're asking you for sponsorship is that a lot of those kids are coming from families that cannot afford to send their kids to Easter camp. And to be realistic, their hope, the par- I'm just being honest, but the parents are sending them to Easter camp so they can have a weekend off. It's like, that's. I would have done that when I was young. Yeah, the parents don't go to church. They don't really care if it's a Christian camp or a non-Christian camp. They're just glad the kids are out of the home for the weekend. And that might be the case, but we have a great opportunity to spend time in ministering to these young people and showing them the love of God. And uh, 27, you know, the majority of those aren't church kids probably 15 or more, are, are from the community. And, and some of them coming from very tough, disadvantaged backgrounds. And so you have an opportunity to share and to bless them and, and to bless them with a sponsorship to go to camp. So and so we're, that's an awesome thing that we're doing in loving our community. Um, you've got the well on Saturdays, which is great. Women coming in from the community just to sit and have a cuppa, play cards, play table tennis, play craft. If you play craft, whatever it is, it's, it's good. It's, it's good stuff. It is, and there's lots, of, there's lots of other stuff in our church life that is good. And, um, and, uh, and it's fantastic. But um, I just felt like God wanted to remind us that that's what he's called us to. And this idea here that it says up here that what God has called us to is love God, love each other, but ultimately loving our community in such a way that it actually does count for everything. And if I challenge myself I have to challenge myself: Is am I loving the community in such a way that it does count for everything? Sure, I'm here every Wednesday night for pop-up, and that's great. Sure, I drive a bus for for youth, and that's great. I don't come to the women's stuff because so they get, but they they don't want me there. But the reality is. And I'm I'm talking about myself, and I'd ask you the same question. Does it count for everything? Does it, does it, am I really loving with everything I have? Am I really giving it my best? You see, loving our community is what we are all about. It's loving this community, obviously, but like the early church, the love that they had for each other couldn't be contained and it spilled out into the community around them. And this is the thing that we we believed when God called us to plant this church, is that we were going to be a church that did reach people in the community. The everyday, normal Australian people that never go to church. And um, And this is what I really believe is that if we want to see growth, we'll see it by loving our community. If we want to see people's lives transformed, including our own, we'll see it by loving our community. If we want to see revival and change and transformation in our community, then we'll see it by loving our community. And I, I felt like when I was praying there in that morning at prayer space that God just wanted to remind us of that. And I don't sit up here to preach that at you. I want to share it from my heart and pray that it also touches your heart to remind us again that we're called to love our community. That's what we exist for. Um, If you... If you look at our history as a church from when we first started, God spoke to us about that it was going to be a church built on relationships. Our relationship with God, our relationship with each other, and our relationship with the broader world. That relationships is what is what it is all about. Because relationships are what really matter at the end of the, the day. Um that's they're the things that like I shared about Vow earlier. Her son shared with me this morning that all the family sat with her yesterday uh, and just spent time with her as she, so she could say her goodbyes and they could say their goodbyes. And and she wasn't she wasn't worrying about how much she had left in her bank account. She wasn't worried about what car she drove. She wasn't worried about what job she had or, or any of that stuff. What she cared about and what mattered to her most was her relationships with those closest to her and this is this is the reality of church it's it's not about the size of our building it's not about how flash it is in the kitchen and all of that stuff and it the thing that matters most is the relationships that we share with each other and when we started this church that was our focus it wasn't going to be performance based it was all all about building healthy authentic relationships and interestingly enough, all along the way, God has been leading us. He's been guiding us and leading us as we've waited upon him and just spent time listening to his voice. And I remember when we first started Pop-Up Kitchen, which was a, a mobile barbecue trailer that went to the skate park and, the, and, uh, and then it went to the Housing SA apartments across from the academy the police academy, and we'd do that every week. One week at the skate park, one week at the academy apartments. And, and we'd just do a sausage sizzle and it just developed and people would start coming. And it, And I remember the first day we did it, we had letterboxed a certain area and we just happened to letterbox the housing officer for the academy apartments at, at Housing SA. And she came along, her name was Plony. Anyone remember Plony? Yeah. And uh and she became what we would describe as a person of peace for us. She she forged paths for us as a as a church to get us into the academy apartments and to get us to do different things in the community and and she just loved us. And we we weren't doing anything that we didn't think we should. Like we were just doing what we thought God was asking us to do. And miraculously, God brought Plony across our paths. And even to this day, I still get calls from people because she's moved to Queensland now. But I get calls from people saying, oh, Plony told me to call you because I've got a fridge I need to give away. Do you mind coming and grabbing it for us or something like that? And it just happened last week. And how would you find out about us? Oh, Plony told me to call you and it's just God provided someone to make a way for us it was incredible and and the very reason we pop up kitchen and exist today is because of her in a lot of ways that God brought her across our path and there's a along the whole way that God continually provides people and and ways even the very fact that when we couldn't do it at the Academy Apartments anymore, we brought it to the church. And uh, I don't know if some of you remember this, because this year, 2024, is actually 10 years Pop-Up Kitchen has been going. Can you believe that? 10 years. And, uh, and we started it here at the church. And because all the people were non-church people, we didn't think they really wanted to come in, in the church. And so we did it in the car park. So we set up tables in the car park, the barbecue, and we'd sit out there, and um, uh, and it would be windy and uh, be sunny and whatever. And and we thought we're trying to be polite and you know not expecting people to come into the church because they don't might not feel comfortable because most of them would say, "Oh, I'm never going to come to church because you know, the, the roof will fall in if I come in the door" or stuff like that. And uh, who's heard that before, yeah. Yeah, so, um, and I was actually on holidays at this point, and I got back from holidays, and um, all the team said, oh, we've decided to move Pop-Up Kitchen inside. And I said, oh, why? What's going on? He goes, well, they said, don't, aren't we good enough to come in your church? Don't, don't you want us in your church? Uh, and it's like, well, no, of course we want you in the church. We thought you didn't want to come into the church. And so we moved it in, and it's just like, It's just been crazy ever since. Like this place, if you haven't been on a Wednesday night, this place is full of tables and full of people, full of noise, and and people just love it. For some people, it's become their Wednesday night ritual that they're here every week and they just love the atmosphere, the space. We've created a safe space. Um, I've got my sister here from Italy today, and she came on holidays a few years back, and we've only ever had one fight at Pop Up Kitchen. And that was when Innes was here. And so I blame her. I said, you're never allowed to come back again. And uh, so it might be a fight this morning since she's here. like. But uh, that was a one night. There was a fight. Two guys had it out. But other than that, 10 years, never, ever a problem. So incredible considering the work that happens and the people we're ministering to. So that's that's a bit of our history. But I guess... I wanted a few weeks ago Steve Woods preached a message about redigging the wells. Remember that, and I, I just have a sense that God wants us to redig the well of what it means to love our community. What are we doing to love our community? How are we loving our community? Like we're doing these things, like, and I'm not not saying we want to change anything. We're doing youth, and we're doing pop-up kitchen, and we're doing all these different things as well to love our community, and they're all good. But I guess I have a sense that God wants to take it a bit deeper in our hearts. It's not just—it's not just about what we do. It's also about why we're doing it, and how we're doing it. We're not doing it just to tick a box, but God has called us to love our community and giving them a meal is great but I have a sense that God wants to take us deeper. God wants to take us deeper than just a meal. You know lately for the last six months and I'll tell you more about this story in a minute and why I've been doing it but there's one guy at Pop-Up Kitchen who's been coming for ages and he's got a church background of some sort but has a mental illness and and um, I just felt to ask him one Wednesday night, do you want to um, read the Bible together? And uh, just as a way of building a relationship beyond Wednesday night. And he said, I'd love to. I'd love to. I was surprised at that. And so for the last six months, we've been catching up pretty well every week, reading the Bible together. We've been going through Genesis and um uh and it's it's been great and you know genesis can be pretty interesting in some spots but the idea of it is that we read the bible out loud together and then we talk to each other about what it's saying and then the the basic end of it it's a it's called the bible discovery method and at the end of it we talk about well what is god saying to us or well, the question I, I ask him often is, what are you going to do this week because of what you've just read? So what are you going to do this week because of what you've just read? And so it's pretty interesting when you're reading stories like Sodom and Gomorrah and stuff like that. What are you going to do this week? And uh, and it's just been interesting every time. Some weeks he goes, oh, I don't know. no, I've got no idea. Other weeks he says, oh, I'm going to think about this. But it's just been uh, a really interesting journey because even just last Friday night I went along with him to the Ukrainian club uh, because he's Ukrainian and and we had a meal together. Because to I told him one day I've never had Ukrainian food. What's it like? And he said, Oh, come to the Ukrainian club with me, and you'll see. So I had some veronica, which was very nice. Anyone know what that is? It's like uh, it's like peragi. Jack, is that what? Yeah, dirigi Is that how you say it? So, um, it's like a ravioli. It's a dumpling, but it's instead of having meat, they stuff it with potato and onion, and uh, yeah, it's it's quite tasty. Italian food tastes better, but that's a, that's a, it's, nah, nah, it was, re- but it was really nice to go there with him and um, just share a meal together, just away from pop up. And dare I say, as friends as friends and and that's and i guess i I have a sense that God wants to remind us of the opportunity we have to actually build relationships and love our community, and I guess He wants to challenge us with how we're doing that now, I will share with you a a little thought, and I'll just finish with this. And uh, this may be a way that you can do this as well. But as a team at Pop-Up, we, it's interesting, I've talked about Plony and how she led away. Well, just in the last six months or so, we have actually crossed paths with another church that's doing similar stuff to us in Melbourne. They're in Melbourne and they're, they're running a, a community meal every Wednesday night. But they've added something to their community meal afterwards that they, they call it Couch Church. And it's what they do after after their pop-up kitchen. They say, anyone who wants to hang around, we're going to read the Bible together and you're welcome to stay and be a part of it. And so um, they've had people stay back and they've read the Bible together and they've seen lots of people come to faith and come to a relationship with God. And the interesting thing about it, and that, which I really love, is they talk about the fact that a lot of the people that come along to the community dinner like pop-up kitchen have a lot of baggage, have a lot of stuff that's happened in their life um, that makes it almost impossible for them to feel comfortable in a setting like this. It, It happens from time to time, but it doesn't happen a lot. So their idea was rather than trying to get them to sunday morning church let's take sunday morning church to them in the form of reading the bible together because what is church it's a gathering together of saints to listen to the word or to to hear from the word and to respond to it and so what they've done with this couch church is they so whoever doesn't want to stay doesn't have to stay but whoever wants to we're reading the bible so you're welcome to join us and they just read a short passage of scripture and like I said before like I was talking about they finish it with what are you going to do differently this week because of what you've read and they've seen it very transformative now if you count it as bums on seats on a Sunday it's not very successful but if you talk about what's happening on Wednesday night and people's lives being touched and transformed it's highly successful people getting baptised people Um, just finding faith, and it's amazing. And so we've actually decided as a church that we're going to take on this program, uh, take on this idea of doing a church service after Pop-Up Kitchen on a Wednesday night. It means we're going to have to restructure Pop-Up a bit. So we're going to change things up a bit where rather than starting with a meal, we're going to start with the clothes and the food giveaways And then we're going to have the meal at six o'clock. So that might open up opportunity for people to come along as well. Because one of the key things about this idea of having church after pop-up, like a pop-up church, is that we need what we would call spiritual parents or spiritual mentors. There are people like um, Steve's here, but Michelle's not. People like Steve and... Oh, there you are. (laughs) You're not... you're separating them, um, but they are and, and Melvin and Lois and people that just sit on the tables that pop up, and their job is to connect with people and build relationship, and not. And I don't even want to say it's their job; it's it's who they are, and so they do it. And and so the the beautiful thing is that their their idea is that when it comes to hey, we're going to spend some time reading the Bible after, if you want to stay. We need people to invite others to do that and to be a part of it. And so there's a certain extent uh, that we need to help people understand how to do that and how to build relationship and how to build conversation and all of that stuff. And so this this church in Melbourne have developed this training course on how to connect with people who are uh, doing life tough. Does that make sense? And so this this year and it's coming up in a few weeks time where we're having we're holding that course here it's a day course it'll be on a tuesday but this you may be thinking you know i love what our church does i love but i'm not really connected strongly but maybe i could do that i could learn how to talk to people and i could learn how to love my community better and so you might be interested in doing that i'd love you to come and chat it doesn't cost you anything it's all free come and chat to me about it or chat to Matt about it and uh we'd love uh for you to get involved that way but uh you know that's one way like another way you can love your community is to sponsor youth to go to to Easter camp that's another way but I I also have a sense that God wants to take us a bit deeper um so i want to i guess throw out the challenges here a little bit as I come to a close is that maybe loving your community especially for those of you who live on the peninsula and this, I'm talking to myself here maybe loving your community is also taking the step of talking to your neighbours a bit more Yeah, Uh, Julie and I had this conversation and one side of our house there is no neighbour but on the other side, there is. And I've probably spoken to them once or twice in the three years I've lived there. And as a challenge to me, am I loving my community? Am I getting out of my comfort zone? Now, maybe that's not something you feel comfortable with. But maybe loving your community is joining some sort of community group beyond church. Maybe loving your community, if you're a student, is Thinking about your classmates and those people, and how can I build more significant relationships with them? You see, I, I have a sense that we need to redig the wells, but redigging the wells is to remind us of the thing that God has called us to do. And God has called us as a church to love our community. That's what is meant to count for everything. And I want to encourage you, and I'm talking to myself as much as I'm talking to you, is that this morning is a reminder to us of what God has called us to do. And I want to finish with a scripture for us to reflect on. It's in Luke 4. And this is when, just before Jesus starts his ministry, he's been baptised, he's gone into the wilderness, he's been tempted by the enemy, overcome the temptation, and now he enters the synagogue, he unrolls the scroll and he reads this passage. And he says, The Spirit of the Lord is on me because he has anointed me to proclaim good news to the poor. He has sent me to proclaim freedom for the prisoners and recovery of sight for the blind, to set the oppressed free and to proclaim the year of the Lord's favour. Let me read this to you from the Amplified because it expands on what these different things are. But think about it from this perspective. So this is Jesus declaring what he has come to do. Now Jesus has gone back to heaven now and he sent his Holy Spirit to what? To empower his disciples to do what he did. So that means this is what we're called to do. This is what our mission statement is. This is where it comes from. This is what we're about. If we're followers of Jesus, then this is what. So the Spirit of the Lord is upon us. Isn't that right? We've been talking about that for weeks now. He's in us. If we're led by the Spirit, we're called children of God. So if God's Spirit is in us, anyone who's asked confess that Jesus is Lord and and believed in their heart and confessed with their mouth, will be saved. So we are children of God. So the Spirit of God is in us. And it says here, He has sent me to announce release. In other words, He has anointed me to proclaim good news to the poor, the good news of a pardon and forgiveness to captives, to set free those who are oppressed or otherwise downtrodden, Bruised, or get this one, how that can be, those who are oppressed can be described. Crushed by tragedy. Crushed by tragedy. How many people do we experience, even in our community, this local community, that have been crushed by tragedy? So many people I talk to. And that's who God's called us to declare freedom to to proclaim the favorable year of the Lord the day when salvation and favor of God abound greatly i have a sense that god's favor and salvation will abound greatly to our community when we are prepared to get out of our comfort zones our safe spaces and start building community and relationship with them in other words where we would love our community, and that it would count for everything. Amen. And this is what I want to leave you with as we pray, is that challenge, the challenge to consider, how am I loving my community? Maybe that challenge means putting your hand up and saying, I'm going to volunteer at Pop-Up. I'm not doing this because we need more volunteers. We're we're fine. We It's okay. I'm I'm doing it because I believe that's what God's calling us to. So with the changes that are coming, the six o'clock meal and stuff, it's a bit later, maybe that you go, I can be a spiritual parent or I can help out a bit more. I can give money to kids going to youth or I can show up on a Saturday afternoon and make coffees for ladies, whatever it is. Maybe it's just simply saying, God... Give me the courage to knock on my neighbor's door and say g'day. Ask them how they're going. They might fall over dead in shock. Who knows? But maybe it's that. Maybe it's God, provide a way that I can build relationship with my neighbors. Maybe it's God, give me the courage to go and join a community group. Go and coach a football team or go do something. I don't know. But I just... If we're going to do what God's called us to do, then the the pathway is by loving our community. It's no other way. No other, no other. And sometimes that's uncomfortable. Sometimes that takes sacrifice and effort. But if God's saying it, our challenge is to obey. Amen. Let's pray. Lord God, we... Thank you for the incredible opportunity we have to meet and gather here this morning. Even the fact that we're gathering in this building, this church that was established here over 70 years ago now, where some people stepped out of their comfort zone and decided to bring the gospel to this community. And now some 70-odd years later, Lord God, You have planted us here to do exactly the same thing, to love this community. And Lord, even on the the prayers of the saints gone past, help us to hear the call. Help us to hear the, the invitation that you're giving us to partake of who you are, that you gave up heaven and came to earth to save us. Lord God help us to take up that same challenge to give up our safe space to step out into a world that we might not know, that we might not understand but that we'd step out to build bridges and relationship with others who don't know you. God I pray from my perspective I make myself available for that. And I pray also that others here would feel the same and that you would help us to have the courage to do what you're asking us to do, to make loving our community count for everything. We ask you this in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Awesome.